We want to welcome all of our listeners to the 11th episode of Minority Report with Eric and Corel. Each episode, we'll talk with real operators and leaders in digital media. So today, joining us is Leo Morehong. He works at Build and Inspire. Let's jump in and get to know Leo. Leo, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on. We're, we're excited to have you on, man. Um, tell, us, uh, tell us a little bit about Leo Morehong. What are you uh, currently doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing uh, currently for, for work? And, and tell us a little bit about uh, what you're up to these days. What about Leo Morehong? And uh, I, I love the way you said my last name. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we try. Uh, yeah, that no, no, was fantastic. You, you should hear the things I get sometimes. And, and that was, it just rolled right off the tongue. Uh, so Leo, what's Leo about? You know, it's funny, uh, from New Jersey, and it actually comes up on conversation a heck of a lot more than probably people expect. I just posted something on the Build and Inspire Instagram, and it was actually a picture of my blowout. <laughs> and when I say blowout is for people that don't know, remember Pauly D from the Jersey Shore? Yeah, oh yeah. That was that I had. <laughs> and what's funny is I actually got a job at a, a agency called JWTJ Walter Thompson mm-hmm. with that haircut. Oh, nice. So I always say if someone could get a job with that haircut, anybody could do anything. <laughs> um, well, but, um, what are you currently doing for work? <laughs> what I'm currently doing is I, I run a company called Build and Inspire. So we have everything from uh, brands to agencies to SaaS technology companies, uh, and as well as running a podcast and running a blog right from Build and Inspire. So really just supporting people. And then I'm also an adjunct professor at two universities, Iowa State University, as well as West Virginia University, one teaching MarTech and one teaching uh, social media strategy. Excellent. So New Jersey, um, shouts to New Jersey. Tell us about your background. Where did you grow up? Tell us a little bit about your culture and uh, identity. Sure. So born in North Bergen, New Jersey, which is right by Weehawken Union City and North Bergen. Then uh, was raised half the time in Weehawken, which is actually, for those that may not know, is where the Lincoln Tunnel is on the Jersey side. Mm-hmm. And uh, was the reason I was born there is because actually Union City used to have the biggest Cuban-American population outside of Miami. Ah. So my grandparents, my mom immigrated from Cuba to Miami for about a couple of months, then up to Union City, New Jersey. So very much from Jersey. And it's funny that I actually identify being from Jersey probably more than I do being Hispanic or anything like that, mm-hmm. but uh, it was definitely all around me and growing up in Weehawken specifically too, for a large part of my life, it was just surrounded by really any kind of background, race, creed, you name it. So when I identify myself, it's really American. Yeah. Hey Leo, just uh, jumping in really quick on the, on, on, on your background there and um, you know, you growing up in New Jersey, curious to know, um, uh, was the Cuban culture, I guess, uh, present in your household when you were growing up? Just want to understand. 100%. Okay. okay. Oh, 100%. I mean, everything from eating rice and beans and some kind of meat <laughs> every single day of my life uh, to speaking Spanish in the household and, and just learning about my culture and my background and all that stuff, uh, very much present. Awesome. You know, um, tell us a, a little bit about. Uh, the media biz and tech, you, you know, you have an agency background. It's, sure. it's exciting. Tell us about sort of the, the intersection there. How did you get into the biz? So what's funny is uh, my friend's dad asked me to start running MySpace pages for a coffee house. 
And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll, I'll do it. I, I used to build websites in high school and all that. And I'm like, all right, let me try this new MySpace thing. I was doing it for a while, decided to go on Craigslist and look for jobs. Back in the day when Craigslist, you could actually look for jobs and applied at JWT and somehow got called in and just started working in social media and the rest is history as far as like me working in that space. Yeah, you've got a deep background in, in the space. Um, have you seen it change and what do you love about the space? Oh, uh, I'll start with what I love. I, 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 lots has changed, but I, what I always love about it still is just how it's about connecting with people, just one-on-one and at a big, large scale, whether that's doing marketing or doing sales or, or whatever I'm doing. I think at the foundation and the connective tissue of everything I've always done, even teaching, is people and connecting with them and bringing them to things that they want or need. Mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately what I really I love about everything I've done. But uh, as far as it's changed, I, back in the day when I used to run Oreo or Jell-O or Coca-Cola or any of these brands, it was very much an organic play. We could do a lot. We could post on social media. We could post on Facebook and get hundreds of thousands of likes, right? And mm-hmm. those days are over. It's a lot more of a paid media component mm-hmm. nowadays. Is, is that uh, part of your, your teachings uh, with the classes that you teach is sort of the, the paid media component and sort of that mix between marketing and technology? Certainly. Uh, I think right now, and one of the things, the reason I was brought on to these universities too was to bring that because I think uh, out there in the world, there are too many people still talking about straight organic and straight organic does have a place, you know, even whether it's a Slack channel, a Telegram channel, so on and so on, or Reddit. But if you're not teaching or you're not working in any kind of the paid media space and you're in social media, you really, really need to rethink what you're doing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you know, looking at obviously before we, we started the podcast, uh, doing some research on you, love your, uh, love your website, by the way. I appreciate uh, it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I noticed a, a bunch of, uh, accomplishments that you've had, uh, over the years within the space. Uh, mm-hmm. curious to know sort of, is there, is there any one accomplishment you have that stands out? What, what are you most proud of? Uh, so the funny thing is the, the things that I'm the most proud of aren't necessarily the, the most sexiest things. Like I, I was fortunate enough to have a Guinness World Record, the first Guinness World Record for Oreo on the most likes for a Facebook post for a brand. And that was the first mm-hmm. Guinness World Record. But uh, it's, it's really the operationalization of social media for Oreo, for Trident Gum. That's the kind of stuff that I was proud of and also just running teams. So having the ability to support, mentor, and teach people around me to be able to do amazing work. That's ultimately the things that I'm the happiest about, or even teaching, just being able to teach and connect people, even if it's the smallest thing in the world. Like, hey, let me give you an intro to this person if you want to get a job there. Like, those aren't necessarily the sexiest things, but those are the things I'm the proudest of. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and going back to the teaching uh, for a little bit, yeah. so I'm, I'm sure, obviously, uh, within your classes, there's, there's folks there that uh, you mentor um, you know, what are, what are some mentors that you have in the space and what are, what are characteristics you think that make up a, a good mentor? Sure. So, uh, two of my biggest mentors, one is David Berkowitz. I, I call him Berkey and, uh, yeah. that we got connected here. He, he runs the serial marketer website as well as the Slack channel. And, uh, he's just someone who's always been empathetic with me, always gave me time, always gave me the opportunity to fail, try new things when I worked for him or worked with him. And that's why I look up to him. Like he really has always given me the opportunity to learn and teach me and, and, and to fail. And another one is uh, Arnel Santiago, who I met at JWT. I always joke, I, I ask him, even if I was going to decide to have babies, I'm like, I need to call Arnel Santiago before I call my <laughs> wife or anything. <laughs> uh, 
He's, he's a, he was with me the first time I ever presented to a client and it was a report and I was so scared. My hands were shaking and he was just like, you're going to do fine at the end of the day. Like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? They don't like the report or anything. And that's always right. kind of stuck with me. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then um, what, what are you reading these days to kind of stay up to, to speed on, on the space and stay informed? You know, it's funny. I, I can't say that I've been reading much. What I can say is that I'm all about podcasts and a lot yeah, of- you know, I was going to say that we need to, ch- we, uh, I need to ask that question differently. Just like what content do you yeah. consume? Right. Cause me too. I don't, I don't read much anyway. I'm listening much anymore. I'm, I'm always just listening. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Even, I mean, I obviously had not now, right now the audiobooks, but, uh, even when I was like quote unquote reading, it'd be audiobooks, And I've always been a big fan of not necessarily reading anything related to technology or anything related to business. I've always loved reading or listening to like just things about people, psychology. Like one of my favorite quote unquote business books is uh, the art of thinking clearly, which talks about like different biases and, and issues that humans have with thinking. Cause if I could understand mm. people, I could understand marketing. I could understand anything related to sales, right? I can learn the technology. The most complex part I think to me has always been the people. Yeah. And the most fun, you know, uh, speaking of people, you know, and in one of your podcasts, I encourage everybody to, to check out um, some of your great uh, podcasts. And, you know, there was a part where you talked uh, about um, some principles that are important to you. You know, if you want people to do something, you inspire them, right? Do something positive. Yeah. And if yeah. you want them to stop you know, sort of scare them, right? You know, and um, you clearly have great energy and and passion. Where do you draw this inspiration from? And, you know, how do you sort of um, keep passing, you know, that on? So it's, it's always been instilled in me from my grandpa. And I I should have mentioned actually my grandpa is one of the, the mentors in my life. He always encouraged me to ask why. So as a, as a young child, I'd always ask why, 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 why? And never once did he ever stop me. He always encouraged me. He's like, that is good. Always ask why. Mm. So I've just never stopped and no one's ever told me no. And uh, I think it just comes from that and just my love for people and seeing them grow. And it just always excites me. Like, this is what I love. Like, I'm excited right now just talking to you and having this conversation, whether it was about me or about anything else. Like, Connecting with people is when I'm in the happiest. Oh, that's great. Um, t- tell us about the industry and you know what your observations are. Uh, you've worked with a lot of different teams. You've worked with a lot of different companies. Um, are there ways that the industry could sort of find a way to be more inclusive of different backgrounds and different people? Like, Where do you see that the industry can improve, um, and, and how can that change? Sure. I, it, it definitely is improving, and... One of the reasons it is improving is because I think the conversation is happening and that's what needs to continue to happen into the future. These conversations were never had, right? Or it would never had with the right people. Mm-hmm. Even from like a marketing perspective, I remember being in rooms where I won't mention the brand, but they're like, we need to reach Hispanics. But I was like the only Hispanic in the room. Right. <laughs> right. And that happens even from like an internal perspective, whether it's an agency or SaaS platform, like let's have these conversations. Let's, let's bring in people that know about this and just push forward. I, I think there's a lot of different companies too, especially in the agency world that are hiring, you know, cultural leads that really understand the space and understand how to make it diverse and understanding that the, with diversity comes progress. Mm-hmm. So I think really just being transparent, having this conversation and being open that's those are the keys. That's great. 
Um, sometimes when we have this passion and this energy, it's hard to balance out sort of work and life. How do you, how do you sort of balance out these sort of work life aspects? <laughs> I, I know this is going to be the cliche answer, but it's the truth. I've, you know, try to just do the things I love, but I think most, most importantly do it with the people that I love and the people that I like, like David Berkowitz. I worked for him twice now. I've worked with him and I can't wait to do something else in the future with him. And being around the people that I want to hang out with and have a beer with and invite over to my family. You know, when I have a kid, Arnell's going to be there, you know, telling my wife to push. Like, <laughs> right. And then after that, maybe we could talk a little bit of business. I don't know, you know, but uh, that mixing those things. And I, I think one of the things that I'm the most privileged of, and I am so eternally happy for this is being able to have done what I've done. And now being able to choose who I work with now, I think mm. that's, I couldn't be more fortunate. Awesome. So what, what advice do you have for anyone that's entering the space again? I know you're, you're doing uh, a lot of teaching these days. So for, for people that are, you know, uh, going to be graduating school and looking for jobs, entering into to marketing, what, what advice would you give them? Sure. I have two, I think one, maybe like from a hard skill to a soft skill perspective, from a hard skill perspective, I, I got lots of jobs earlier on because I actually built a portfolio for myself where traditionally like, you know, the creative fields, art directors, things like that will have portfolios, but I built a portfolio for my social media work and I had a case study. Mm. So I always tell students and I tell other people I'm mentoring or entering the workforce, like even if you were running a Facebook page for the hot dog stand and you increased it from like one like to, you know, 10 likes, put that in there. <laughs> you know, Storytelling. Yeah. Storytelling, mm. uh, but also quantify it, right? Like, we were able to build brand affinity and this is uh, how we did it. And this is how many, you know, likes increase and engagements increased. And then the second part is just be yourself. I think one of the things I've not really shared a lot earlier in my career, if you probably would have said more John or something, I probably wouldn't have uh, corrected you earlier on. Right. Cause I was just like, Oh, I don't know, whatever, what am I going to say? Uh, but I remember the turn in my career when I was like, oh, no, this is how you say my last name. And mm. I'm from Jersey and I used to have a blowout. And like <laughs> being proud of those things and being myself has, I think, really helped my work and just helped my sanity and like just me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that. I, I was talking to someone last week about that and, and uh, I was yeah, uh, relaying that, you know, you, everyone needs to be themselves, be who you are, be proud of who you are. Because uh, that's the only way you're going to be happy. And if you're happy, you're going to be more creative and you're going to be more productive at what you do. Yeah, you got it. It's a, I've always, you know, thinking, having that extra thought track of like, what do they want me to say? Who do they want me to be? Just kills passion and kills your creativity and everything. So, mm. but I had to learn that. I, did, I say that now, but I don't think I really, and I knew that because someone told me earlier on, but I didn't really feel it. I'm 34. And I didn't really feel it, I think, until I was at least like 29, 30. Gotcha. 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 All right. So um, productivity question here, a little fun. Uh, sure. Give us three apps that are on your phone, but you can't name email or the calendar. That <laughs> it has to be specifically for productivity? Well, it could, it could be for, for, for anything, but three, I guess, three of the uh, most uh, top used apps on your phone outside of email and calendar. Got it. Number one, definitely Reddit. Okay. Love Reddit. <laughs> I'm an evangelist for Reddit. There's so many people that still, a lot of technology people and marketing people that tell me, oh, I'm not on Reddit. I'm like, go on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> then definitely uh, Pocket Casts for my podcasts. Oh, okay. 
Yep. Is that an app that sort of aggregates uh, your podcast? What it, what is? I, I haven't heard of that one before. Yeah, yeah. So basically, nowadays, truthfully, if you have iTunes, you're perfectly fine. You don't need Pocket Cast. Ah, okay. But uh, I used to be an Android user, and back in the day, I, I've been listening to podcasts for years, years, years. And uh, that was the number one podcast for you to download. Excuse me, podcast app for you to download on Android. And I kind of always just stuck with it. But yeah, it aggregates, updates, downloads. Uh, it tells me when something new is coming out. Can't live without it. I think it's probably open ninety percent of the time. Awesome. My <laughs> my third one is seamless for like Grubhub. <laughs> <laughs> I used to time it. Like if I was getting out of work in Tribeca to go home in Weehawken, I knew if I wanted to order Chinese food from Hoboken, I knew when I had to press that button in the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Leo. Um, lots of, lots of great content that you have. Uh, tell our listeners where they can uh, connect with you and also uh, listen to a lot of the work you're doing. Thank you. Uh, I mean, it was an honor being here. I love what you guys are doing. This is fantastic. More people need to be doing things like this. So just thank you for having me. I think it's a privilege. And uh, for me, buildandinspire.com, really the number one place to go. We have my blog, podcast. You could also learn about the services that Build and Inspire offers, everything from consulting to speaking, so on and so on. And then also, I mean, me personally on Twitter, more Leo. Those are the number two, excuse me, the top places for you to go and visit me. Excellent. Leo Morehong, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, for all of you listeners, uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, you can find us on Spotify, Facebook, SoundCloud at Minority Report Podcast, iTunes at Minority Report Podcast, and Twitter, Minority RPRT Pod. Thanks for joining us. 